0: have been born at any time in history, and the Most High, Yahuwah, chose for us to be here and now, a time when knowledge has increased and many go to and fro. We find ourselves in the time of the end, according to the book of Daniel, and as we have seen, comes with both blessings and spiritual trials like no other. The book of Revelation, the field manual to the end times, tells us what to expect and how to prepare but was obscured from the generations with parables and hidden understandings just waiting for these last days to be unsealed. While we may also not get everything right, we will be leaning on the spirit of truth of the Most High, Yahuwah Seba'ol, in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, to reveal to us the proper understanding. For who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And Shabbat Shalom, and welcome back, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream, Revelation Line-by-Line Study. Tonight, we're talking about the second beast of Revelation covered in the chapter, or chapter 13 of the book of Revelation, verses 11 through 18. This is part 18 of our Line-by-Line Study, so hopefully you joined us last week and we discussed the first beast of Revelation, which is... Uh, also, the fourth beast of Daniel. I know that can get kind of confusing. It's the first beast, but it's the fourth beast. But in any case, uh, hopefully you joined us last week and last week if you were with us, uh, I think by the scriptures and world history, we were able to pinpoint that the first beast is hands-down the papacy, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican, whatever you want to call it, but that system um, hands-down is the first beast of Revelation. So tonight, we're going to be talking about the second beast of revelation that uh, rises up out of the earth so uh, with that uh, like always we've got a lot to discuss so let's get right into it before we do um, let's just uh, bow our hearts a little bit to to yahuwah and pray that he open all of our hearts and and eyes and ears uh, to be able to understand and to grow by his scriptures so let's uh, let's go ahead and do that now Heavenly Father, Yahweh Most High, we just come before you in your Son's name, Yeshua Hamashiach, and we just we just thank you so much for salvation first and foremost through Him and being reconciled back to you. And we just thank you also truly for opening our eyes and ears to the goodness of your Word, the goodness of your Torah, and obedience to your ways. We pray that uh, you open our eyes and ears, Abba, that we can just see the truth tonight. And um, we're just truly just waiting for you and. We're wanting to occupy and to be ready for the return of Messiah husha and also we want to pray for our brothers and sisters that are in the path of this storm that is coming on the Florida coast. We just pray that you protect, uh, you protect us all. We love you, and I mean, okay, brothers and sisters, let's um, let's get right into it. Well, what I want to do really quickly is I want to do a quick overview. Of last week, literally maybe just a couple minutes, uh, just to get you up to speed, just in case you didn't uh, um, watch last week's. Let me switch over this screen share. Oops. Looks like I knocked into my book. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through. Give me just a moment. Let me get everything set up, and we should be good to go. Shabbat shalom, by the way. For those of you that uh, do reverence the Father's Sabbath day, this is the day for a lot of us that we look forward to each week. Uh, the scriptures do say to work six days and you rest on the seventh and uh, praise Yeah that we are upon that day and I um, hope, uh, hope you get to rest well. And hope this is a good start to it. So let's get right into it. So Revelation 13, 1. And I stood upon the sand. We're just going to read through it and kind of just make some quick commentary of, uh, again, just bring us back up to speed uh, from reviewing from last week. And we're going to build upon that real quickly. So, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns, ten crowns and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And immediately we were directed to Daniel seven last week and we discussed the four beasts that was shown to Daniel clearly uh, and also the the statue that had the the head of gold, um, the um, chest and arms of silver, uh, the waist and thighs of brass and the legs of iron and the feet of iron mixed with miry clay uh, Babylon first beast um, or yeah, yeah Babylon uh, ancient Babylon that is uh, first beast um, the Medo-Persian Empire the second beast the third beast the Grecian or Greek Empire and the fourth beast again is unequivocally uh, the um, well first was the um, pagan Roman kingdom and then morphed into the second portion of that kingdom which was the papal kingdom uh, which has been probably those two combined have been the fiercest um, entity on this earth and uh, still remains so today but kind of in a different way behind closed doors and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard And his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon, which is identified clearly as Satan, gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. So the interesting thing about this end times beast is it's going to be a conglomerate of all the kingdoms before it. Uh, So kind of giving us an indication that this is going to be a world power um, bringing all the nations together into one fold, uh, if you will. So while Yahusha gathers his fold, um, the enemy is certainly gathering his fold as as well. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And we did... uh, discuss how in 1798, when Napoleon uh, took captivity of the uh, the papacy, uh, dethroned him, uh, put him in jail, and thus the papacy was ended, uh, at least the, um, their power was ended, and uh, was not given back until 1929, uh, the Lateran Treaty, which gave the papacy um, its own city, essentially Rome is its own city, and its own kingdom, the pa- the the pope being the king, the the emperor, whatever you want to call it, the head of that nation. So he does have a nation again, and he does have power again. We talked a little bit about that last week, about how the the plans for uh, everything, as you can, the, over the last 120 years or so, has been uh, part of this system. Um, you know, Zionism. Um, the the, uh, the Freemasonry Freemasonry controlling the World Wars World War One communism uh, all these things uh, we even discussed how briefly how um, the Papacy or or the Vatican actually created uh, Muhammad he, they rose Muhammad to power and actually even created uh, um, the the Muslim religion uh, and we see a lot of uh, comparisons of course with the the Catholic the garbs for for the women and also uh, on both and also for um, you know, in the Islamic faith, but any case, uh, the nevertheless, the the beast, the first beast of Revelation, again, the fourth beast received its mortal or received the the. Um, um, his wound was healed, excuse me, sorry, in 1929. And again, he is back in power and has been doing quite a bit behind the scenes. And they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And we discussed this a little bit. And this is going to play a lot more into tonight as well. Because as we're going to see, the second beast that's going to rise up uh, essentially uh, makes the world go back after this first beast. Um In a forceful way. But, you know, when it talks about worshiping the beast, you know, it's not necessarily people just bowing down, you know, to this entity and like, oh, we love you, we worship you. But worship is what, how does the Father want us to worship? you know, by keeping his commandments. That's worshiping him, right? It's not just lip service, but uh, we're worshiping him by keeping his commandments, keeping his Torah, uh, keeping his Shabbat, keeping his feast days. Uh, This is how we worship him. So on the flip side, uh, worship is given to this beast by worshiping their ways. Sunday, um, which was the the papacy's creation. Uh, Christmas, which came out of Mithraism and uh, Saturnalia and all these pagan things that, guess what, when people keep Christmas, they are inadvertently or purposefully worshiping worshiping the beast. And there was uh, and there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And we talked about this last week, about uh, these great things that they were speaking. Like, the popes over the years um, have just had the most blasphemous statements about how they're, like, you know, basically Yah's replacement on earth, that they are essentially gods, um, that, you know, salvation goes through them and then through Christ. I mean, all of these just great things, like, great, like, boastful things. Not like, oh, this is great. No, but, like, great, like, you know, boastful things. Revelation thirteen six And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yahuwah to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. That's kind of just, you know, continuing on that kind of blasphemy. Um, and it was given unto him to make war with the Kodeshim, that's the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, and truly the Roman, the the pagan Roman kingdom and the papal Roman kingdom both had control over all kindreds and tongues and nations. It happened, and it's coming again. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Again, you know, they were either either going to uh, submit to the papal rule and authority, or they were killed. I mean, look at the Inquisition, uh, look at all the things they did over the years. Whose names are not written in the sefer of the life of the um, sefer of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, if any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the belief of the kodeshim, those that are set apart, the the set apart ones, the saints. So, um, let's get on to Revelation thirteen one. And this is again the second beast of Revelation. This isn't the second beast of Daniel, but the second beast of Revelation. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. So, a couple things that you know really came to mind when reading this is, um, as we saw earlier. Uh, these beasts, or this beast, right? Uh, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. And when we went back into Daniel, all four beasts, they rose up out of the sea. Well, it's, you know, everything, every word means something. And there's a reason that this beast rises up out of the earth as opposed to the sea. Um, if we look at, or we'll look at um, um, Revelation 17.5, uh, or 17.15 in a second. But it essentially states that um, the waters... Uh, our nations, multitudes, kindred, so a massive amount of people, like a conglomerate of people, um, a heavily, densely populated area, if you will. So this beast coming up out of the earth, you know, it must mean something maybe opposite or at least something different. Um, So something to to think about is... um, I'm going to actually pull it up now. So... Revelation seventeen fifteen says again, and it seeth unto me the waters which you saw us. Now, in fairness, I'm just going to be fair and, and open and transparent with you. The word waters here is a different Greek word than the word sea when it says, you know, the saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Um, this is a different Greek word. So it may not be, this may not be the right direction, but I do still kind of feel led that um, those beasts rising up out of seas because. It that is what actually what happened. These world powers rose up out of heavily dense, you know, densely populated areas. Um, so I still think this is a pretty good possibility, even though uh, the word sea was used in one in one uh, section, and then the word waters was used in a different section. So uh, just wanted to be transparent with you on that uh, on this interpretation that um, I feel led to go with. So the waters which you saw, where the horse sitteth, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So, uh, of course we read this already and, uh, okay, so we don't really need that. Um, there was a country that, remember I told you earlier that the papacy received its mortal head wound. It literally ruled the earth from like 476 AD or 483 AD. I can't remember the exact date, but from like 400 something AD all the way to 1798, they ruled the world and there was a, and, and so again, in 1798, they received their wound let me uh, zoom in a little bit here. There's just a little... So, oh, this one, this one says 538, so I'm, I'm off. Anyways, so 1798, it received its wound. around Around the same time, a country rose up out of a not-so-densely populated area. Now, I know, I know uh, some of my really good friends are into this uh, mud flood stuff, and I'm just starting to learn about it, and so I I know there's a lot of lies, and there's a lot of things hidden, and maybe there's a lot of lies about America, maybe it was populated, heavily densely populated before, but, you know, as far as we understand, that we can, you know, at least history tells, and... You know, I got to think if if Yahweh is going to allow us to understand who's who and what's what in these last days, um, some of the basic history has got to be right, you know. about the Roman Empire, uh, some of these things, About again, about uh, the new world uh, of America uh, not being so densely populated uh, when it started out. So, nevertheless, in, in, in 1776, you know, is when the United States got its freedom. That's basically when it started rising to power, which, when it started becoming a, uh, not a world power yet but it certainly was on its way when it gained its uh, freedom, its independence. Um, it was actually recognized as a um, as its own sovereign country. Uh, actually, right around the, the late 1700s is actually when France itself uh, had recognized America as its own country. So is it coincidental that when the first beast of Revelation receives its head wound, the second beast would start rising up? Uh, I don't think there's any coincidence to that, Um and something really to, to take into consideration here. Um, you know, we'd like to think that this country was founded on, uh, you know, Protestantism, which, you know, the majority of the people that fled truly were. Uh, but the people at the head of it, you know, it's it, we always have to look at the head of things. So, like I've said this before, you know, like Freemason, Freemasonry, for, for example, you know, we know... Uh, those any of you that's that's done any of your homework knows that freemasonry has uh, some really really dark dark roots and uh, it's really at the top um, there's some terrible corruption but that's not to say that the you know 80 to 90 percent of the people that are part of that organization they probably have no idea what they're part of they probably think you know they they just see surface level stuff you know they don't see what the inner workings are really like uh, so you know very much the same, I look at how America was founded, uh, a lot of the founding fathers were actually Freemasons, they were deists, um, you know, they didn't believe in the same God of the Bible, although on the outside, they portrayed themselves as such, um, if you, I'm not, and we're not going to get into that tonight, I mean, that could be a, a two-hour discussion in its, in of itself, uh, about the founding fathers, that they, you know, like George Washington, and, and uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin, uh, you know, all those guys, um, Anyways, so those guys at the top, you know, the people that actually came to this country and populated, they probably were great people. A lot of these people are are you know, these are our ancestors, you know, for a lot of us um, that came in and populated this country. But again, uh, you got to look at who it's you know who's running things at the top, and uh, you know, with something to consider like. I mean, look at this, you know, Roman, let's take a look at Roman architecture for a second, you know, it's very, it's very easily recognizable, you know, and it's, isn't it interesting that, you know, Rome 2.0, right, has all the same, same architecture. It's no coincidence, you know, this is done on purpose, and I, um, I think that, um, well, I think this was done on purpose, because really, I mean, they're showing their hand here. I mean, look at, even the White House, this right here is 100% Roman architecture. I mean, this is the most iconic building in the entire country, you know, as far as um, representing the country. I'd say this one and the Capitol building, and those two buildings are 100% Roman architecture. 100%. Let me close some of these tabs. All right, so a couple other things I want to talk about. So, you know, oops, Freemasonry. So, we we're talking about the first piece in in the papacy. I mean, look at these handshakes. Some of you that have never you know, never looked into this kind of stuff, you're probably like, "Oh wow, what Adam, he's shaking somebody's hand." No, there's there's a very specific way that they shake hands and you'll see it's here. Um look, they all do it. They all do it right there. This kind of shows right here that he's got authority uh, over them. Um, These hand symbols, you know, this world, this world is certainly run by hand symbols. Well, not run by hand symbols, but it's like, here, I'll show you. Where is it? Yeah, right here. This is, I mean, this is done on purpose, brothers and sisters. Don't let anybody fool you. These kind of things are done on purpose because, you know, maybe maybe Yad deems it this way, that they've got to kind of reveal themselves, that they have to put their calling card out there per se. But, uh, anyways, um, so this country was f- certainly founded on Freemasonry. Uh, what's Freemasonry part of? Well, I mean, it's the Illuminati. You know, this is probably basic stuff that a lot of you already researched, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I'm just kind of covering a lot of different uh, basic things that uh, you either need to go research if you don't know about these kind of things, or again, just kind of a a recap of a lot of things that um, a lot of us have learned over the last year, two years, five years, ten years, however long, you know, Yahuwah has, has woken us up, but, you know, You've got Satan at the top, and I really believe that this has the world monarch. They're probably leaning, this chart is probably leaning towards like the, um, the royal family, but no, I, I really believe that the the beast is literally right underneath Satan as far as authority, power, because we saw here that, again, that, um, um, where's right here? The dragon gave this power, gave him his power, his seat in great authority, which, again, the PPC has held and all this stuff is all underneath. I mean, you've got the corporations, the Bilderbergs, the uh, the think tanks, the trilateral commissions, uh, all this stuff. Governments, uh, everything is is underneath Satan, the Vatican and then everything else. And Then here's you. But the good news is this this world is not our our permanent home. We are we are awaiting the true kingdom. Uh, the kingdom of Messiah Yehusha and um, boy are we uh, waiting a- not anxiously someone corrected me right uh, rightly so not too long ago we're not anxiously awaiting it but we're um, heavily anticipating it I don't know maybe that's not even a better way to say it but uh, truly this uh, just like Abraham you know was looking for a, a building uh, made without hands he was looking for New Jerusalem so are we and we're just sojourners on this world So, it says right here, so now again we're talking about the second beast. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I've seen, I read a lot of different um, uh, commentary about this over the, uh, uh, that men have written over the years. I I wrote, uh, I looked at different websites, different interpretations about these two horns. I, I didn't find anything that really resonated with me, so I don't really want to repeat any of those things that I didn't feel were true. Um, so I don't know exactly what the two horns of America represented. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just say, you know, some people said it's the, the two uh, branches of legislation. legislation. It's, um, I, you know, it, it, there's a lot of wild theories out there, and I, I don't think it was revealed to me exactly what the two horns of uh, this beast is. Uh, but it's definitely appears like a lamb and speaks as a dragon and truly the united states has shown itself as um, you know the christian nation the the protestant christian nation uh that was that escaped tyranny and wanted freedom and liberties and truly on the surface you know we do have a lot of freedoms and liberties now i will say this the the caveat to that is true freedom is the torah you know a lot of people um, a lot of people that, that are still in modern day Christianity or some of you that are out there that are like, you know, why are you talking about the ta- the Torah, the law? I mean, all that kind of stuff. That stuff was done away with, right? I mean, we're not under the law. Uh, the law is the weak and beggarly elements of the world, right? You know, you foolish Galatians, how quickly you turn back, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not it. The law is freedom. Uh, James one twenty five said it's the perfect Torah of freedom. um, um so what I'm saying is, while well, we have freedoms here, true freedom is going to be within the walls of New Jerusalem where we can fully uh, exercise and walk out Torah uh, with our brethren and, uh, of course, um, the Most High and, and uh, His Son Yahusha. So, but truly, America appears like a lamb, right? Like innocent, Uh, we're just you know we want to do good throughout the world. We want to interfere with (laughs) every with every country, Uh, but truly speaking, like a dragon, and we can we can talk a a lot about this. But we'll we'll talk a little bit about about this in 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 a bit. Um, But he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and I think these things are starting to set up. Uh, and I think that's where we're seeing this power control over people, uh, masks and, and just stepping people towards this, uh, martial law, total lockdown, whatever you, whatever you you name it. Um, but he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell thereon to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, um. What this is saying, and from the best that I can understand this, is, you uh, I mean, we all agree the United States is the world power. Plain and simple, hands down, you can't argue with that. Um, you know, and a lot of times I've said that America is like an end times Egypt and I, I, still, I still think that way. Uh, but truly, I, I do believe that it is the second beast. Now, what this is saying is that America is going to, you know, whether it's through the United Nations or on its own or how whatever it is, is we know that the United States has been like the, been in the driver's seat of the world for the last, at least the last, what, oh, I don't know, 100 years, 120 years or so. Uh, since really this this the end times started forming together the United States has been in the driver's seat as far as the world stage uh, I think it helped create you know with with the Vatican uh, papacy helped create the um, the United Nations and all these other uh, um, world systems essentially to march everybody to a new world order but essentially through this second beast it's going to make the world, Go back to worshiping uh, the papacy and its systems, which again, we've talked about it last week, uh, could be a coming Sunday law, could be um, mandatory attendance at, uh, you know, at, at a, a Catholic church, something. Just it's some sort of form of uh, mandatory observance of the papacy's ways, and, and that's obviously yet to be revealed um so, if the U.S. is the second beast, uh, which the text states it'll force the world, more than likely through the power of the U.N., um, you know, to worship, you know, the Catholics' ways, um, is it possible, you know, people would be like, "Oh, there's no way in, in America that it'd be possible to put forth, um, you know, Catholic rule or pap- papal rule. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you that um, I, th- I think you're wrong, <laughs> and i want to show you how that could easily happen. Uh, l- let's take a look at... Uh, the Supreme Court, okay? The Supreme Court is the highest court in the nation. You know, anything major, anything world-changing, uh, n- entire nation changing is going through these people. Uh, and, you know, uh, we've here are hear the members, uh, John G. Roberts, Clarence Thomas, uh, Ruth Bader, Stephen G. Breyer, Samuel Al- Alito, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, uh, Elena Kagan, Neil Gorsh, and Brett Kavanaugh let's take a quick look and and what I'm about to show you has nothing to do about who these people are Uh, I'm not uh, judging them or you know who you know anything about them, but there's some interesting facts here that we have to understand about what could possibly happen in this country, and to get you and your family ready, because I think some major changes are coming very soon. Let's take a look at John G. Roberts real quick. He is actually the leader uh, of uh, of all this. So a couple of things obviously stand out. He uh, was educated in Catholic schools, right? Uh, studied at Harvard College, Harvard Law. Uh, I mean, these are these are your top Ivy League uh, schools. If you haven't uh, seen, you know, what, like, Skull and Bones and all these secret societies, they all, they recruit out of these places. Uh, that's where these people are picked up, essentially. Um, let's take a look here. Um... Yeah, so his yeah his wife is an alma mater at the College of the Holy Cross. We'll see that in a second. It's a private Jesuit liberal arts college. Uh, Roberts is one of 14 Catholic justices, and this is kind of your this is the common denominator you're going to see with almost all these um, all these. So Clarence Thomas, the next one, uh, once again uh, College of the Holy Cross private Jesuit. If any of you that have done any study on uh, Jesuits, you already know where I'm going with that. If you haven't, uh, you really need to do some research if you want to understand what's at stake here. Uh, Yale, here we go again. Uh, Same thing. Uh, Let's take a look here. Personal life. Um Thomas was reconciled to the Catholic Church in the mid-1990s. He so he's a Catholic as well and has some Jesuit connections as well. Uh, Ruth Bader, uh, here's one of your three Jewish um, um, Supreme uh, Supreme Court justices. Uh, once again, you're looking at Cornell, Columbia. These are again top Ivy League Ivy League schools. This is where these people get recruited from, and again, she is Jewish. Stephen Breyer, also Jewish, and um, he let's see, he was at Stanford, Oxford, and Harvard. You guys can take a look at all this for yourself. I kind of want to kind of breeze through. I don't want to spend too much time on this stuff, but uh, you'll you'll get what I'm getting at here in just a second. Uh, Sonia Sotomayor, She was uh, also Yale Law. She's at Princeton, Yale Law. Again, that's where all these people get. Um, that's where all these people get um, uh, recruited from. And let's see, what did I see? She was Catholic as well. Um, Where was it? Okay, I can't remember. But she, I, I did confirm that she is also Catholic, as well. Uh, and and you know, as we as we go through this, it, it ought to strike you as strange that this Protestant nation um, has zero Protestant representation on the highest highest form of law. Uh, Samuel Alito, Roman Catholic. Uh, he also, uh, Princeton and Yale, and uh, Alini Kagan, Jewish, Oxford, Harvard, um, Neil Gorsch Columbia, um, Oxford, and let's take a look here, personal life, and he also has ties to Catholicism. Um, it's all here, brothers and sisters, it is all here. Uh, Last one, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Once again, Yale. Top Ivy League schools. Personal life. Uh, Kavanaugh is Catholic and serves as a regular lector, so he's a reader. Anyways, um, so what do we have here? What am I getting at? We have out of our nine Supreme Court justices, six are Catholic, three are Jewish. I'm here to ask you a question if something major went down in this country and you know they wanted to essentially take control seize control and they wanted to pass very aggressive uh, papal uh, doctrines or or like let's say a Sunday law I mean uh, Trump has been talking about it uh, behind the scenes they've been they've been tap dancing around something like this uh, one of the um one of the underlying stories of uh the coronavirus lockdown was that you know the the um um Climate change had had lessened and and pollution had lessened. And so I I really feel like it's a very strong possibility. Uh, These blue laws are already in in Europe, um, but I can really see a Sunday, mandatory Sunday law uh, coming. But, you know, that wouldn't be a big problem. I think it would be like maybe forced work. uh, on. I don't exactly know how that would work. I'm just saying. If the papacy wanted to enforce some major laws, it it may not even come through the papacy. It could could come through the United Nations, which uh, direct ties to the papacy. I mean, the web is is thick and full of connections. But uh, all I'm saying here is if some major stuff was passed down, it would hands down get passed through that uh, Supreme Court, which again, out of nine of them, six are Catholics three are jewish Um, i don't think they would have any issues passing some major stuff through there and speaking of the the supreme court uh let's take a look at its building here's your supreme court this is 100 percent a roman building this america brothers and sisters is rome 2.0 the second beast of the book of revelation let's take a look at our president and I'm not here again to bash any of these people. I'm not a. It's not my thing to do this. But what I what I do need to show you is that this country is fully set up for these kind of major shifts. So Trump does identify as a Presbyterian, which uh, is a part of. Uh, it's is not uh, is not Catholic. Uh, but you know he has his own ties here. Uh, the pastor at Marble, Norman Vincent Peale, ministered to Trump's family until Peale's death in 1993. Trump has described Peel as a mentor, and he said it many times, is a major mentor of his life. Uh, let's take a look at Norman Vincent Peel really quickly. Um, here we go. Famous Freemasons. Um, here's, uh, here, here's one of his famous quotes. It's not necessary to be born again. You have your way to God. I have mine. I found eternal peace in a Shinoto shrine. I've been to Shinoto shrines, and God is everywhere. Christ is one of the ways God is everywhere. This is um, Trump's, uh, it, he says it himself, it is his mentor, right? And so if someone's your mentor, you are going to glean some of his... Uh, phraseology some of his beliefs he is a shriner which is one of the higher uh, orders of freemasonry so uh, just wanted to kind of just share with you where we're at in time who we're dealing with and the power that is at their fingertips to make some drastic changes in this country so once again america speaks like a lamb or appears as a lamb it tries to portray itself as righteous um and truly, there's, there are righteous people in this country, of course, um, but, uh, you know, uh, what's done behind the scenes, um, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I'm thinking about uh, just looking at the, all the corruptions, like in politics, uh, a lot of this Epstein stuff is starting to come out. Uh, you know, the Clintons' names are being thrown back in the mix. Um, you know, for anybody that hasn't done your, your research on the Bushes, uh, boy, oh boy! Um, so many connections, uh, even to the um, satanic uh, religion. Um, Barbara Bush, um, the the mother of, um, or the you know the the wife of George Bush Senior. I don't even know their. Is it George H. Bush, W. Bush? I don't know. The older Bush, uh, his wife is the daughter of Aleister Corrales, um the um, most well-known Satanist of all time. There's just just some, just the connections are unbelievable uh, as to what's going on, the scandals behind the scenes, um, the you know the false uh, movement of global warming and uh, harp in this country and chemtrails, let alone what's coming out of Hollywood, uh, that Babylonian you know institution in and of itself, uh, the music scene. I mean, this is just again, this is Rome version 2.0 uh, who else appears as a lamb yet speaks as a dragon? The Pope, um, you know, speaking of the the Pope and that uh, and United Nations connection. Here's the Pope. Pope Francis. Here's tons of articles. Uh, he's he's he was quoted. Our duty is to obey the United Nations. This statement even got a lot of people in the Catholic Church in an uproar. Um, but nevertheless, he is the king uh, of their nation. Um, there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. Um, so the, this is this is what is uh, on the we're on the cusp of brothers and sisters is this one world order. Uh, they're going to create a lot more chaos beforehand. Uh, I think we are at the doors with what we see with what's going on with uh, this sea virus and um, the uh, the the mask, um, all that stuff. So. Um, speaking, and you know, earlier we talked about the um, earlier we talked about the the beast that uh, had seven heads and ten horns. Uh, we did learn uh, through Daniel that the horns are kings, and the heads are king. Or I'm sorry, the the heads are kings, and the horns are kingdoms. No. Other way around. Sorry. Heads are kingdoms and horns are kings. And uh, it is interesting that part of the United Nations um, plan and program. Is it going to work? Yes. Okay. This is the United Nations Millennium Development Goal Indicators. Uh, But long story short, they've basically broken up the world into 10 regions. So I wonder if they do break down this country, which uh, they're going to have to do before they impose any kind of uh, world order. Um, You know, they have divvied up the nations into 10 10 separate uh, regions. You can call them kingdoms. So it is interesting. Just just interesting. I just wanted to point that out. I'm not saying, I'm not going to go too far with that, but just wanted to, to make mention of that. Uh, speaking about bringing the world together, um, the Catholic Muslim Interfaith Council created by Pope Francis announces new Crislam headquarters opening in 2022 that combines a mosque, in a church, according to a signed covenant that they uh, did, you can look this up for yourself. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but uh, this is this is happening, brothers and sisters. This um, this pope is uniting the worlds back together, uh, essentially reversing the Tower of Babel and bringing uh, the 70 nations back together. This is uh, this is older stuff, but just some of the things that the papacy has. Uh, talked about before. Um, The Pope calls for a new world order, UN's failure to halt US war on Iraq. This is old stuff, but I mean, this is stuff they've been talking about for a long time. Uh, The Pope called last month for the reform of of world institutions and deplored any failure to respect international law. Um, this is what they're. This is what they're working for. All this stuff. This whole new world order. Um, you know, putting into the minds of people like this global citizen movement that they do with these concerts and, you know. Um You know, it's in music, it's in movies, it's in TV shows, this whole we're all one. I mean, look at all the, some of the backstories uh, of this, um, this the C-virus thing is, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, We're stronger together, um, together, 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 together. Um, You know, when when the Most High calls us to come out of her and to be separate, you know, so we don't be partakers of her plagues and, you know, that... um, yeah, that we just don't partake of her plagues and, 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 uh, or partake of her sins and, and also partake of the, of the plagues that are going to be cast on her. So when the world is uh, going in step to unite, we need to be getting out. And uh, I have a feeling, you know, if uh, all this happens and we're still here, because again, I don't know exactly how much uh, of this we're going to be a part of and, and be here of. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in the... Uh, 150 year old uh, rapture doctrine created by uh, uh, oh what's his name in the 1800s um, Darby um, I don't believe in that basically you know every confessing Christian is just whisked away their you know their clothes are left and you know everybody's like oh I don't think that's how it's gonna happen I do believe the 144 thousand uh, and the great multitude will have some sort of escape but again how much of this we see I don't know but uh, if we're here and uh, we're here to uh, you know, uh, to um to make a stand well guess what we're going to be we're going to stick out like a sore thumb um again whatever it is you're starting to see them guilting people into giving up their freedoms in the name of protecting your fellow man like you know the whole mask thing it's not to protect us right it's to protect other people so now when that's ingrained in, my, in your and people's minds and when they look at you not wearing your mask um you know, it, it's like, oh, you know, how dare you? You're you're better than that. You, you don't want to protect other people. It's just about you. Uh, that's just a mask. Imagine when the real things start coming out. Uh, whatever it is and whatever it looks like, uh, that's when the heat is really going to get turned on. Uh, and so, again, when we're called to be separate, uh, brothers and sisters, you know, I haven't said this enough because I don't really want to sound the alarm, uh, pres- uh, you know, was it presumpt- presumptively? Yeah, presumptively. Um, I don't want to sit here and pretend to speak for Yahuwah or, uh, or like he he spoke to me and said, I need to say this to you. No, no, no. This is just my own thoughts, my own, um, discernment, uh, of what I see before me. But, you know, brothers and sisters, if you have any plans or thinking about getting out of the cities, uh, I'm here to tell you that now is the time and it might even, I don't even know how much time we have left, but if you don't have any plans in motion to like have, um, a plan to essentially get out into the wilderness, at least get out into the country or get out away from the cities, um, and now is the time. Some of you can't, and it's just that's how it's going to be. You know, do I believe Yahweh can protect us um, anywhere? Yeah, I mean, look at look at you know Egypt and Goshen. How the children of Israel were literally in the midst of all that chaos, but they were untouched. Can that happen today? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, if you have the ability to get out, um, I'm here to tell you it's time to get out. And a lot of people have been coming to this area. Uh, I believe there are like different sections of this country that are like, I don't know, again, this is not from Yahuwah, this is just what I hear from a lot of other people, kind of what we've been led to believe, or just, you know, that still small voice that uh, places like the, the, I live in the Ozarks, uh, I live in southwest Missouri, uh, a lot of people are coming out to this area, Uh, A lot of people flocking out to this area and and other kind of maybe what we feel are going to be protected zones. Maybe that's how it's going to work. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, I'm just sharing with you my feelings and and, uh, discernment as a brother. But, uh, again, point being is if you were ever thinking about um, going to a safer area, uh, less densely populated area, you know, speaking of waters and rising up out of the sea and rising up out of there, I'm here to to you know sound kind of sound the alarm on that that I th- I think it's time I re- really really do um, I I don't think this world is going to go back to what we knew it how we knew it before before March or February if you will. Speaking of new world order right, Time Magazine, the new world pope, right, and and you know he's got so much good exposure on him. Uh, everywhere he goes, he's just lauded and just oh look at the. Poem. I mean, when you I don't know if any of you saw when he came to America. It's like the news anchors were like oh it's so good to see him and blah 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 and here he is and oh look at the crowd and everybody's cheering and oh you know just the, oh this great man. Uh, just a couple weird things. I just wanted to just kind of share this with the. Uh, it's interesting that we're studying Revelation 13, and here we have uh, a couple things about America, 13 original colonies, uh, 13 bars uh, on that shield right here, 13 bars, 13 stripes on the flag, and of course, you know, all that's supposed to be, you know, for the 13 colonies, Uh, 13 letters in Annuit Coptis, um, 13 signers of the Declaration of Independence, 13 letters in E Pluribus Unum, 13 steps on the Pyramid, Uh, 13 leaves on the olive branch right here, Uh, 13 fruits as well, Uh, 13 stars above the eagle, which is also in the uh, uh, as-above-as-below symbol, and, of course, 13 arrows. So it's just interesting. Again, I'm not using this as proof. It's just interesting. So Revelation 13.13 says, uh, this is still talking about the second beast, and he does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. So, uh, first of all, I'm here to say that I do believe the second beast acts as the false prophet. Now, some of you are like, what? You know, a lot of us have been led to believe that the beast is one man, a single antichrist, uh, and that the false prophet is one man that's ever that's like, hey, the world, this is the real Messiah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Um, I'm here to say that I believe the beast is a system. Uh, it does have a head, uh, which is the Pope, and I think he'll act as the the face for that beast system, uh, but also when it comes to the false prophet, um, I believe it's also a system or a, a nation or just an organization uh, of some sort. So uh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, drawing that here because um, it says right here, Revelation 16, 13 through 14 says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of El Shaddai. So, um, you know, the frogs thing here, I think it's just, uh, you know, uh, allegory. Just, you know, like frog is an unclean animal. So it's just uh, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs, which are unclean, um, come out of the mouth of the dragon, which gave power unto the beast And the false prophet because, again, going back to here, if this second beast makes the earth worship the first beast, wouldn't that second beast be acting as the false prophet? Makes sense to me. But, again, that's up to you to decide. Now, talking about... um, Talking about... This false prophet making fire come down from heaven. So again, I don't think we're talking about one guy being like, you know, here, you know, fire coming down from heaven. (sighs) Is this literally talking? There's so much allegory, there's so much uh, similitude in in Revelation or types and shadows and patterns. And I mean, go figure. This is the most cryptic book cryptic i mean by like hidden um it needs a sermon you have to in- use scriptures to interpret scriptures you have to use the past to see the present um there's so much of that here so do i think it's a man calling down fire from heaven uh no uh, as my brother, uh, one of my brothers, uh, Joe, you know, he, he he's been in my ear for years saying that this fire coming down from heaven is like rocket ships. You know, I, I don't think it's any of that stuff. You know, even if let's, let's just say let's just let's just go for it with it for a second. Let's just say it's a man, and he calls down fire from heaven. You know, is that going to fool everybody? It'd probably fool a lot of people. But you know, then you have all the conspiracy. You have all the conspiracy theorists be like, "Oh, that's just you know, satellite weapons, or if, if satellites even I don't even know how that works. You know, they probably have some things in low Earth orbit. Maybe they have some weapons, uh, weaponry that could you know, uh, we saw the, those fires in California that were just unnatural. Uh, a lot of people believe that they were directed, you know, direct energy weapons, whatever it was. But I, I just don't think that that's what we're talking about here. Um, it could be a repeat of you know, uh, like Elijah, you know." calling fire down and and consuming a sacrifice it could be something like that but uh, again going with what um here let me let me me share this acts 2 1 through 4 and when the day of pentecost was fully calm they were all with one accord in one place i would love if we could all do that in today's world um and suddenly there came a sound from heaven heaven as of a rush, rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So anyways, the key being here is, you know, this thing came down from heaven. Uh, these tongues like fire came down from heaven. So what if this is more like a... A false spiritual movement, a strange fire, if you will, a strange religious fire. Um, you know, what if, what if this country, what if it's like a false revival? Going back to the Sunday thing, because, you know, we're going to talk more about the mark of the beast here in a little bit. Um, the mark of Yahuwah, which we know the mark of Yahuwah is keeping his commandments. The Sabbath being like the, the seal, Right, the the Sabbath is known as his mark. It's his sign. It's his seal. I believe the the Sabbath is like the seal of his uh, of his uh, commandments. And go figure, mo- even most of Christianity keeps the Ten Commandments except for the seal, the fourth one, the the Sabbath. Um, you know, if a sunday law was mandatory and i don't even know how it would look but let's say it was forced labor of some sort of forced something on saturday that would not allow us to keep the shabbat um which is what happened in the ancient times um you know or ancient times uh, in the time of the papacy um anybody that was caught uh, observing the shabbat on saturday uh were ruthlessly rooted out murdered killed uh burned at the stake uh whatever um so it, we could see a repeat of that. And the same thing happened, you know, in the Antichrist, um, you know, uh, sh- type type and shadow pattern with Nero, uh, you know, and, and actually Antiochus Epiphanes in the times of the Maccabees. Um, you know, anything that made the Israelites stick out, uh, to keep the Torah, like they would literally make the entire community eat pork. Like they'd sit there and watch them and make sure they ate pork. If they didn't eat pork, uh, there's a story in in the book of Maccabees where a mother saw all seven of her sons dismembered and put into a boiling pot of oil, uh, and literally cooked alive, um, because they wouldn't eat pork, um, same thing we saw with the with the Sabbath you know and in, in circumcision if they if they were found with circumcision you know they'd be killed I mean so all these things uh, essentially um, they stuck out like a sore thumb by keeping the ways of the most high so again while the world will come together and say hey we need to do this together global warming we need to have this you know mandatory day of rest um, you know however it looks you know, wouldn't even for Protestants, you know, in, let's say it was mandatory, uh, church, you know, church attendance, something. I don't even know, even possibly know what it would look like. I'm just putting it out there that wouldn't that even be looked at as a revival, like, like even if it was a forced revival, like people, I think would be, you know, would be amazed at that. But even what's happening in this country now, um, you know, there's there's a there's a um there's a religious awakening. A lot of people are turning to, to Christ, but they're turning to him in a false convert kind of way. Um, you know, even Yahushua rebuked the Pharisees, saying to them, You know, I, I'm loosely quoting, but he says, You compass sea and land, you know, to make one proselyte, you know, one convert, and when you do, you make him twofold, twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Why? Because even though they brought him into the faith, they brought them into this false, uh, false form of worship because they were keeping commandments of men. They weren't keeping the commandments of Yahuwah. They're keeping the commandments of men. So even uh, you know, are there a lot of false converts today? As sad as that is, as as horrible as that would seem, yeah, I do. There's a there's a lot of conversion in this country, but you know, there there is a strange fight. If you haven't looked into the kundalini spirit. I mean, uh, this whole movement um, with, uh, you know, I mean, the, like the Benny Hinn stuff and uh, these these divine healing movements uh, like Todd Smith and uh, John G. Lake stuff. Um, you know, this is all a false spirit. Um, we could spend a long time on that. Uh, there's um, there's a video I'll put in the comment section called Strange Fire. You uh, you take a look at it. Uh, because there is a false spiritual movement in this country, and uh, you know it's it's this um, mega church stuff. And some of you that are like that are still in Christianity and haven't converted to to being a you know uh, a true disciple of Messiah Yahusha by keeping His commandments. Uh, this is not a boastful statement. This is just what we're supposed to do. This is what the Scripture says. Uh, Messiah says, uh, "As he who keeps the commandments is, is he that loves me, uh, and will be loved of me, and loved of my Father." Um, You know, he talks about bearing fruit. Um, You know, bearing fruit has always, Psalm 1, it's always been about the keeping of his Torah. Read Psalm 1, 1 through 3 when you get a moment. Um, But there is a a false fire, I think, and I think it will intensify uh, in the days ahead. But uh, Revelation 11, 3 through 5, you know, speaking about, you know, calling fire down, uh, it's... Revelation 11, three through five, and I'll give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand, two hundred and days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the Elohim of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. So we talked about this uh, weeks ago when we were in Revelation 11. And, you know, it, it could be a literal fire, you know, like Elijah, he called down fire to the 50 men that came to seek him. He did, it, you know, he did that twice. Um, It could be something like that. It could be literally like fire-breathing, you know, witnesses. uh, Or it could just be, you know, the the fire of the Torah, the word, the true word. Uh, So speaking about this fire could be just false doctrine, false uh, spirits, false movements, false, 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 you know? So, uh, okay. And he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had to do in the power, um, had to which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword, and did live. So, what is the image of the beast? Let me ask you this. What's the image of Yahuwah? Or who is the image of Yahuwah? I believe it's his son. His son, Yahusha. Uh, I think Adam was made in the image uh, but certainly he fell by uh, by not keeping his ways who kept his ways perfectly who is the living word um who is um, you know before all before all creation um it's Messiah Yahusha so Messiah is Yahweh's image well what is the image of the beast again this uh, ecclesial ecclesiastical power religious power what's their image i you know i got a lot of people upset by this video uh a while back um where is it uh it's called anti uh, antichrist revealed documentary i'll um oh hopefully somebody can link it i'll just show you what it looks like it's right here um Right here, Antichrist revealed documentary. So uh, I made a lot of people upset by this because it was pretty shocking. And I made, and basically what I did is I drew a line in the sand between the image of Yahuwah and the image of the beast. And I essentially believe that the false version of our Messiah, known to the world, is Jesus Christ, the one that um, you know just preached, uh, you know, just preached peace. He didn't uh, come to bring division, like he said, like a sword, right? Um, you know. That he did away with the laws, he did away with the commandments. Uh, he took the burden of the law away from the people, um, and basically just come and undid everything. Um, you know that that Jesus on the the cross, which is a pagan symbol, uh, I essentially believe that that is the image of the beast, and a lot this almost the whole believing Christian world goes after that image uh, and that false version of our true Messiah. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Jesus Christ is a lie, you know, I'm saying Yahusha HaMashiach, the true Messiah of our Father, truly came down, taught the truth of the Torah, observance of it, and that's what's been really interesting about reading the early church father work, which we're going to talk about a little bit later at the end, of kind of the direction Yahweh's leading me right now, Um, but they truly, these early apostles were teaching the Torah just like their master taught Torah, just like we're doing now that he's waking us up to. Hallelujah, praise Yah for that. But, you know, essentially, I just drew a line in the sand between that. And so uh, making this image to the beast, right, uh, which had the wound by a sword and did live. Again, this this beast had a wound by a sword and did live. So let's talk about the making an image in some of the shadows uh, and types uh, here. So let's take a look at the precursor, which was in Daniel 3. Daniel 3, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set up in the plain of Dura, the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces, right? All men, great and small, right? Free and bond. To come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up then the princes the governors the captains the judges the treasurers the counselors the sheriffs and all rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of that image that nebuchadnezzar the king had set up and they stood before the image that nebuchadnezzar had set up then an herald cried aloud to you it is commanded o people nations and languages right all people that at the time that you hear the sound of the cornet flute harp sackbut psaltery dulcimer and all kinds of music ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up and whoso falleth not down and worshipeth that same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet flute harp sackbut psaltery and all kinds of music all the people the nations the languages fell down and worshipped that golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So, anyways, uh, awesome story. As we know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, the three Israelites, did not bow down. They are thrown into the fire. Uh, so Nebuchadnezzar sees the three plus the extra one. He's like, why do I see four people? And why aren't they being burned? And why does this fourth one look like the son of God? They were saved. Praise Yahweh. So, um, if that time comes for us, uh I pray that we all think of this story, and know that there could be deliverance. But even these, even these three, they said, "Hey, you know, we have, we serve an Elohim in heaven that can deliver us from you, O King. But even if He doesn't, know that uh, we will not bow down to your image." So, think about this. You know, what if, what if a antichrist figure comes on the scene? What if he comes as Jesus? What if he comes as Jesus? Uh, We read a book recently called the... um, um, What's it called? Not the visions of Isaiah. Um, Oh, man. Was it the Ascension of Isaiah? Okay. Anyways, it clearly states that um, essentially Hasatan, maybe when he's thrown out of heaven, comes down and he appears to the people as... Uh, he says that I am I am Elohim, and there is none before me. He basically comes, and it says that he speaks as the beloved. So essentially, he is coming to appear as the Messiah, right? But the thing is, I think it's going to fool a lot of mainstream Christianity because I think he's going to come preaching love, and you know, the, the law done away with, and you know, all that sad. I you fools! I I came. Oh, he's probably not going to say that, right? Because he said not to do that. But he's going to probably come and saying you know, keeping the law, no, 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 the The, the law is love, right? He's going to probably going to, uh, you know, what if he came down? And what if the, what what if he was seated in authority with the Vatican, you know, and that's, again, you know, if things like that happen, that's when you can see some major shifts in the world. What if the whole world goes after him? What if he unites uh, everybody? I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's going to be an image the beast is going to have his image, and it's going to be alive. It's going to speak, right? And the and the world is going to be forced to worship this image, which I believe will be the false image of our Messiah, uh, the, the false version, if you will. And uh, I think he's going to preach uh, a worldly gospel that people are going to love and fall down to and, and just, you know, he's probably going to denounce religion. He's probably going to denounce Uh, A lot of the false religions, I think Satan set up false uh, religions so that it can easily be broken down uh, by someone that comes with a little bit of knowledge um, and poke holes through it really easily, and and he'll come speaking great things, and people are going to love it. They're going to worship him and bow down to it, but people that know their Yah, and people that know the truth of the Torah are, number one, going to stick out like sore thumbs, and number two, they're, I mean, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when everybody in that crowd bowed down and you've got what thousands you know maybe even tens of thousands of people on their knees and you've got three people standing up Do they not stick out like a sore thumb i believe that uh however this works out if if we're still here i mean however this works out um yah's people that keeps his commandments that has the patience and the faith and keeps the commandments of yah will stick out like a sore thumb um so but it is also interesting right that It's that music brings the people is the precursor for the people bowing down, and isn't it interesting that you've got uh, you've got this whole we Justin and I talked about this months ago, but this whole Kanye West movement uh, called the Sunday service, right? And quite frankly, this is what I was talking about. A lot of converts. Uh, There's a lot of people converting to. Christianity, if you want to call it, or uh, belief in Jesus. Um, But again, you know, at the end of the day, what did Messiah say? He called the Pharisees hypocrites, because they honored him, they honored Yah with their lips, but their heart was far from them. Why, he said? Because in vain they do worship him, keeping the commandments of men. Brothers and sisters, if you're not doing the shabbat if you're not keeping the the commandments if you're not doing the torah the parts that we can keep right because yahushua came and did away with the sacrifices um but if we're not doing the um uh, like this the feast days if we're not keeping yah's ways we're not worshiping him we're worshiping him in the way that the world teaches it's just like the israelites that came out of egypt when uh, moshe was on the mount sinai for 40 days like where is he um you know, uh, the recent book we read, uh, The Ascents of James, uh, sit on the 30th day, right? Anyways, but they made that calf, right? And what do they say? Tomorrow is a feast to Yahuwah. So they were still wanting to worship Yahuwah, but they wanted to worship them in the way that they knew, in the way that they were passed down. I mean, they were in Egypt for, you know, however many hundreds of years. You know, the whole 400-year f- thing, that started actually with Avraham uh, coming out of uh, out of, uh chaldees but anyways however long however many hundreds of years they're actually in egypt they learned all that stuff they learned that idol worship that that uh calf uh is called hapis and it's one of the uh egyptian gods right so they were just reverting to how they knew to worship yahuwah and so um again this whole sunday service thing yeah they may be converts coming over to believe in jesus but it's a false belief it's a false religion it's the religion of the beast Right, even Protestantism is still a daughter of Catholicism. They still, uh, they don't keep his commandments, right? They don't keep his feast days. They keep Easter. They keep uh, Christmas, or not Easter, but Ishtar. They keep Christmas. They keep. Uh, the, now they have, you know, um, they, they do Halloween. You know, it's just ridiculous. And, and so all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it's interesting that music, and this, probably one of the most well-known artists or musicians in our time uh, has come out with this Sunday movement. And and I have a feeling that more people are going to follow up and ensue. If you want to learn more about this false movement and this false uh, uh, preacher, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, um, called the Conway Conway West documentary, Justin and I, we did this uh, a couple months ago, Yeah, back in November. Um, You can uh, check it out. Uh, Brother Dave, if you can, David, if you can put that in the chat, I'd appreciate it, the link for that. But, um, anyways, so it's interesting that, uh, and, and you listen to some of these lyrics at some of these, um, uh, mega churches. you know? It, it's just, it, it's just bad doctrine, and, uh, as we know, the music penetrates the subconscious, and so, uh, even, even Christian music, um, there's just so much, there, mainstream Christian music, um, it's not worshiping, yeah. So, okay, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's go on a little further. Um, let's go Revelation 13. Uh, actually, we're going to read the rest of this, and we're going to kind of break some stuff down. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So again, my personal understanding at this time uh, is that a false uh, Messiah? It's kind of, it's not, and that's not too far off from what most of us uh, have understood at this point, anyways. But I don't think we really kind of knew that he would come as Jesus Christ, um, just from what I understand. Again, and again, making a huge line in the sand between Jesus Christ and Messiah Yahusha, um, the true Messiah. Lion, big line in the sand. And he causes all, all, not some, all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast. And that's that video I showed you earlier, the Antichrist Revealed. Uh, We talked a little bit about the name of the beast. um, Or... And yeah, I, got made, I got made fun of quite a bit for that video, uh, but doesn't matter. Um, I believe that, uh, well, I want you to check it out for yourselves. Or the number of his name, which is that uh, uh, Kai Z stigma uh, ordeal there. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and his number is. So well, it got messed up here. Uh, of course, the, your KJV renders 666, six, 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 uh, but truly what was written down was uh, the the Greek, the three Greek letters, uh, Ki, Z, Stigma. Or chi, was it chi or Ki, Z, Stigma? Um, and uh, so, again, that video that I shared with you earlier. Um, this video here, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it if you want to learn a little bit more and kind of where I'm at with uh, with all this. So, um, all right. Okay, so let's talk about a couple things. Uh, first of all, you know, when talking about the Mark of the Beast, um, there's so many wild theories. You know, which, by the way, uh, you know, I don't uh, I don't subscribe to everything that w- that 119 ministry teaches anymore um we've kind of gone in different paths on some things but uh still love them they're brothers and uh I'm very grateful to them because through them through them and Rob Skiba really is what helped me come back to Torah um so very thankful for them but anyways they had a very short video today on the Mark of the Beast I thought it was interesting timing um that it came out this morning and I was just finishing up my studies today. So I was able to view that and come to find out that uh, we agree essentially on the best way to avoid the mark of the beast. But anyways, you know, the mark of the beast, you know, they, they there's so many different theories over the years, you know, barcodes on food, uh, microchips in the hand, um, you know, vaccine. Now there's big talks about the mask or the vaccine. You know, we talked a little bit about this last week, you know, could it be the mask? Could it be the vaccine? I don't think so, because even right now, you know, I can get all my food ordered and delivered to my house, or I can do order pickup, whatever, you know, there's ways around it, you know, um, even if it was vaccines, again, I can still get my food delivered to my doorstep. Um, I don't think that's this buying and selling, and uh, this is what I was very, very thankful to see John from 119, um, had the same interpretation that, uh, I've been understanding here for the last year or so, um, uh, let's let's talk about a few things so buying and selling number 1 proverbs 23:23 23, 23 says buy the truth and sell it not right buying and selling we have to we have to know what the tr- what the truth is also wisdom and instruction and understanding right so we know anyone that's ever read the book of proverbs Proverbs, you know what wisdom, instruction, and understanding is alluding to. It's alluding to his commandments. It's alluding to his law, as as the KJV translates. Uh, but I think it would be better translated as uh, instructions. Uh, Torah is better translated as instructions. So, buy the truth and sell it not. Psalm 119 states... Uh, that his righteous, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and here's that word law. again. But thy thy law, thy Torah is the truth. So what is it saying here? Buy the Torah and sell it not. That's that's um, using the scriptures to interpret the scriptures, right? And like every time, you know, <laughs> Yahusha says, "I tell you the truth." Uh, very rarely, I, I tell you the truth. Uh, I tell you the Torah. <laughs> that's that's the Torah's nickname is the truth. Walking in truth, be of the truth, love the truth, by the truth. We didn't, we didn't grow up with this. Um, you know, it, it, even me in my childhood growing up in Judaism, you know, that, that wasn't the truth, right? Uh, in Christianity, the Torah is not the truth, right? The Torah is uh, supposedly uh, overbearing and, and burdensome and heavy and it's a yoke, and it's a heavy yoke and, um, you know, it's... it's um, um, fleshly stuff, and you know, it's all about spiritually stuff now. And uh, it was just a schoolmaster until Yahusha came, and all these different, totally misunderstood uh, understandings of what the Torah is, because it's 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 one of those things like, um, you don't know how good it is until you try it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to come up with good examples. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, I was deathly afraid. I was just just afraid of the pool Uh, I I think I I don't know if I watched something at a young age and saw someone drown but I was totally afraid of the pool and uh, you know anyway so it's just like one of those things I I just didn't know how much fun it was to swim until I finally just got over my fear and jumped in and swam like wow this is actually great why was I scared of this all this time the tour is the same thing if if there's anybody out there that's like why are you talking about this tour 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 stuff like let's just get to the mark of the beast tell me is it a chip is it a uh, listen this is the the this is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is the the goal. This is the uh, the walk. This is the um, the refreshing. The understanding understanding Yahweh in His ways is the refreshing that we get. This is like this is the prize, right? Our reward will be, of course, our you know eternity and and ruling and reigning for a thousand years, but. Right now, where we're at right now, the Torah is the prize. And if, brothers and sisters, if you have not tried uh, a Sabbath yet, I'm here to tell you that there's just something supernatural about it. That resting one day with, with our Master and knowing that they keep it in Shabbat, they keep it in heaven. In the Book of Jubilees, it says that they keep the feast days and the Shabbat at the same time that we do here now. Of course, we, now that's the whole calendar issue. But aside from that... It's a day set apart to him, and if you haven't ever done a Shabbat before, where you didn't buy or sell anything, you—that's another. You know, speaking of buying and selling, if you didn't, you know, buy or sell anything on that day, and and not labor, but put all that to the side, put all the cares of the world, turn off your social media, turn off the you know the, the TV shows and uh, the secular, turn it all off and spend a day with your family, your friends and worshipping Yahweh. Let me tell you something, there is just something supernatural about it. If you haven't done a Passover yet or over the other feast days, there's something beautiful and supernatural about it that no Christmas can touch, no no Halloween could touch, no Easter and Easter eggs could touch. There's just something ancient and wonderful about it and if you haven't done it i'm telling you brothers and sisters it is time to keep his ways and throw off the ways of the world we do not have much time left i don't know how much time no man knows the day of the hour that's very clear i don't know but this is the time to shake off the world and its filthiness to to come out of her and to be separate from this world this is what messiah says because thou sayest revelation 3 17 through 20 because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest, that no, knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, what does he say here? I counsel of you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. And this is, <laughs> for a lot of us, we <laughs> we know this next verse here, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, right? Be zealous. You know, we read in the Torah portion, uh, I think it was actually last week, um, uh, Finejas. he was zealous for his Yah, right? He stood up and said, no, this isn't right. And stood up for his Yah. But a lot of us know, you know, a lot of us... Uh, Again, I've been taught the Sunday school version of, of Messiah that, uh, you know, you believe in him and this red car, essentially at this red carpet's kind of rolled out. And I'm kind of generalizing it. I know, I know. I'm just saying, but a lot of this stuff isn't taught. That uh, for some of us, my life got incredibly hard when I turned to him. Now, certainly he was there, you know, he never gave me too much or uh, there was a time, honestly, where I should have died and he prevented my death. It was totally supernatural. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but. Some of you that have been with me for some time, you've probably heard my testimony before. But um, he rebukes, he chastens us, right? That's part of this walk. It's part of the refinement. A lot of us know that how many of us have had struggles in our life where we just didn't even know how we were going to get out of it. But when we did, we came out stronger and tougher. Just like gold, when it goes through the fire, it's tried and it comes out pure. That's why he puts us through these tough times. So if you're in a tough time right now, if you're in a season, we go through seasons sometimes. If you're in a season of testing, you know, maybe you just lost a, a loved one. Maybe someone's really sick. Maybe uh, financial difficulties because what's going on in this world is false, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, you know, um, maybe spousal issues. You're going to come out stronger. You just got to trust in him. But I'm getting off on, the, on, on, on a different tangent. Here he says, "I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire." This is the very same book in Revelation. He's talking about buying something. Wouldn't you imagine that we can make some connections? If if he says to buy of him gold tried in the fire, wouldn't you imagine, right, that it has something to do with this buying or selling? That there might be something um, more than just a surface level of hey, you you got to take this you know chip in your hand, or you can't buy your groceries anymore. Listen, it also needs to transcend time and generations. You think the mark of the beast is only for people that live in the last two, three years of of history? You don't think that there there was a mark of the beast throughout the centuries? You think everybody that lived the last 2,000 years were not in danger of the mark of the beast? Of course they were. It comes down to this hand and forehead. What's in your hand? What's in your forehead? And for some of you that know your scriptures, you know what I'm talking about. So, a couple of things. we we we'll to talk about obeying his voice, right? But this thing I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your Elohim, and you shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I command you, that it may be well with you. Now therefore, Exodus nineteen five through 6 Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which ye shall speak unto the children of Israel. And we're doing that now. Now, going back to going back to hear, what, what, what it looks like to hear his voice uh, and to have something marked in your forehead or in your hand, Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 says, Hear, O Israel, Yahuwah our Elohim is one. And you shall love Yahuwah, your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, right? Messiah said this is your first and greatest commandment. You got it from the Torah. <laughs> and these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. If, if you're a father or a mother and you have children and you're not teaching this to them, well, guess what? It all goes out the window, right? Because the next generation, psh, gone, see ya. And when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, And you shall bind them, right? His commandments, his Torah. You shall bind them for a sign upon your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. What's between your eyes? Your forehead. So here we have the very opposite of the mark of the beast. And I truly believe we're going to be carrying one mark or the other. With this, I want to, uh, maybe some of you all enjoyed movie night last week um let's see if maybe we can do a quick short video as well did i put it up here Uh, let me take a look here hang on a second okay we're going to watch a quick video that i want to talk a little bit more about this mark of the beast um and how we can avoid the mark of the beast some of you may have already seen this uh regardless it's extremely important in let me see if i can get it up here Um. Here we go. I'll see y'all in just a little bit. The Mark of the Beast. Many have attempted to explain what this is or will be. A microchip. A vaccine. A world currency. A bailout fund with an oath attached to it. Or many other definitions. But to be honest... The best way to avoid the mark of the beast is to carry the mark of the Most High. No need for fancy explanations. Wouldn't you think that all the answers to this mystery would be contained within his word? No need for explaining what this person has done or what that government is doing or planning. While I agree that we shouldn't get chipped, take a vaccine, or swear any oath especially to receive compensation, let's not get carried away by every wind of doctrine. Let's see what the Word says, for after all, I do not believe our bodies, the Temple of the Most High, can carry two different marks. Which will yours carry? The Mark of the Beast or the Mark of Yahuwah Sebaoth, creator of heaven and earth and everything contained within? Join us as we explore the scriptures and see how we can avoid the Mark of the Beast in these last days. begin in Deuteronomy 6. And you shall love Yahuwah with all of your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. We see the hand and the forehead, just like we see with the mark of the beast. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. It should be plain to see that we can be marked by Yah or by the beast. Let's take a look at a few more passages, for we know that all things must be established by two or three witnesses. The passage we are about to read is in regard to the Passover and the Week of Unleavened Bread, which happens to be coming up very soon. Let's see what comes with the observance of these most set-apart days. Matzah, unleavened bread, shall be eaten seven days and there shall no hametz be seen with you neither shall there be leaven seen with you in all your quarters and you shall show your son in that day saying this is done because of that which Yahuwah did unto me when I came forth out of Mitzurim, Egypt and it shall be for a sign unto you upon your hand and for a memorial between your eyes that Yahuwah's Torah may be in your mouth For with a strong hand has Yahuwah brought you out out of Mitzrayim, Egypt. Once again we see the hand and the forehead, the same as we saw in Deuteronomy and in Revelation. The command here is to celebrate the Passover, to which we will be doing at sunset on April 8th, and the week-long festival of unleavened bread, which we will be celebrating until the evening of the 15th. It is a time to throw out all yeast and other leavening substances alongside eating no-leavened breads. It's a foreshadow of the true bread from heaven coming down, our Savior Yahusha, living a sinless and spotless life, just like the spotless lamb. And a reminder for us to remove the leaven of man-made teaching from our lives, as well as removing sin through the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, commonly known as the Holy Spirit. Something interesting to note, in Revelation 18.4, we see a call to Yahuwah's people that ties into this. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Just as the Israelites were protected from the plagues in Egypt thousands of years ago by keeping Yahuwah's commands, wouldn't it make sense for the same to apply to us today? Brothers and sisters, it is time to come out of the pagan ways, Sunday worship, Christmas, Easter and the many others, in favor for Yahuwah's ways, the true Saturday Sabbath, his feast days and many other blessings along his path of righteousness which carry his protection. Let's look at another witness. Wherefore the children of Yahshua'el shall guard the Sabbath and do the Sabbath throughout their generations, for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Yashuael forever. For in six days Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. How can we define this sign the Sabbath brings between us and Yahuwah? Let's take a look at the many ways this Hebrew word oath was used. It is a sign or a signal, a distinguishing mark. It's also certainly interesting that the Catholic Church is on record multiple times that they officially changed the day of Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. Let's take a look at this from another perspective. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And Yahuwah said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem. that's Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others, he said in my hearing, Go ye after him through the city, and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have you pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. I must ask, Do you sigh and weep for all the abominations done in this land, wherever you're living? Do you care that nearly this entire world has gone astray, gone a-whoring after the devil and his ways? What about the nearly two billion professing Christians who could care less about the commandments of Yahuwah, keeping for themselves the doctrines of men? If you do, good, you're on the right path. If you can care less, It may be time to rethink some things, as per our scriptural example from Ezekiel 9. Let's take one more look at this mark from the beast. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. A few interesting points. What are we not to do on the Sabbath besides no work? Buy or sell? What do the scriptures say we are to buy and sell? Proverbs twenty-three twenty-three states, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Speaking of buying the truth, what is the truth according to the scriptures? Psalm one nineteen one forty-two 142 states, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. He that dwells in the secret place of El Elyon shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. I will say of Yahuwah, He is my refuge and my fortress. My Elohim in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall follow your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made Yahuwah, which is my refuge, even El Elyon. Their habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you, to guard you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known known My name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my Yeshua. It must also be noted that we saw the mark of the beast also carried a name. Instead of focusing on that, I want to turn our attention to the sealed and preserved 144,000 who were taken from tribulation alongside the great multitude, to whom I believe to be the wise virgins that were ready. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. I believe His name in our foreheads is twofold. First and foremost, by keeping His ways are we honoring His name, and by forsaking His ways we dishonor His name. Secondly, we know that the world was created and spoken into existence through our Messiah, so words do matter. And Yahusha plainly stated that we would be judged even by every idle word. Our father and his son's names have been hidden for centuries, but just like many other truths are being revealed in these last days, so the same is true for their names. Yahuwah, our father. Yahusha, the son of Elohim. Yes, I believe their names matter. Then they that feared Yahuwah spoke often one to another, and Yahuwah hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yahuwah and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yahuwah Sebaoth, in the day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them, as a man spares his own son that serves him. There's even more to this, but I wanted to keep this short and concise. This information should be sufficient enough to fear Yahuwah alone and to keep His ways, you children of YAH. There very well may be something coming that we must take in order to continue to participate in commerce that is buying and selling, and we definitely should not take it. But I truly believe if we focus on His mark, we will have nothing to worry about. For if we walk in His ways with a true and circumcised heart, He will give us a sound mind and guidance from His Spirit within us to let us know what to do and when. This is what the entire scriptures have always taught. Look at the generations of old and see, did ever any trust in Yahuwah and was confounded? Or did any abide in his fear and was forsaken? Or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? For Yahuwah is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and very pitiful, and forgives sins and saves in times of affliction. Woe be to the fearful hearts and faint hands and the sinner that goes two ways. He that overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his Elohim and he shall be my son but to the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death no fear whatsoever brothers and sisters regardless of what the media is selling you today fear is to Yahuwah alone Let the many perish who are now living rather than the Torah of Elohim which is set before them be disregarded. For Elohim strictly commanded those who came into the world when they came what they should do to live and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Nevertheless, they were not obedient and spoke against him. They devised for themselves vain thoughts and proposed to themselves wicked frauds. They even declared that the Most High does not exist and they ignored His ways. They scorned His Torah and denied His covenants. They have been unfaithful to His statutes and have not performed His works. Therefore, Ezra, empty things are for the empty and full things are for the full. Brothers and sisters, choose for yourself life that you may live. That you may avoid the mark of the beast and abide in belief in Yahuwah's true son, Yahusha, and walk as he walked according to the Torah, and avoid the mark of the beast as we are called to. Hallelujah! And all praise, honor, and esteem goes to Yahuwah through his son, Yahusha. Yahuwah bless you and keep you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahuwah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you liked Movie Night. I enjoyed doing that too because I like to go over this information, but I I'm going to start doing that because if I already have a, a like a well-edited video on a subject that I want to talk about anyways, there's no way I could get all the information uh, that clear in in a short amount of time. So, at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, I really feel like it's going to come down to two things. Who you're going to serve. And, you know, as that really strong verse in Ecclesiasticus just to, uh, showed us, you know, was there ever a generation of old that trusted in Yahuwah and kept his ways and were confounded? I really believe that as Revelation 14, as we're going to go over uh, not next week, but the following week, um, that if we keep his ways, if we keep his commandments, we have fear for him and we're coming out of the world. We're keeping Yahuwah's ways, his feast days, his Torah, his commandments, his Shabbat, the whole package. I believe that we essentially avoid the mark of the beast and we will be protected. I really believe that. I really, really do. There's a lot of people like, oh, we're all going to die. Listen, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I believe those that are going to be left for the slaughter uh, are going to be those Foolish virgins, they're going to be weeping, uh, gnashing their teeth, and saying, "Lord, Lord, open to us!" Didn't we, um, you know, cast out many devils in your name, and in your name have done many wonderful works? Uh, and then, what does Messiah said? Um, away from me! I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And that Greek word is anomia, which means lawlessness, not keeping His law. You know, there's a different difference between uh, secular lawlessness, you know, and lawlessness according to the scriptures and and if we're again if we're not keeping his ways we are lawless and uh, i believe that door will be shut and uh you will have to give your life you will have to give your head or your life or whatever that's going to look like but i really do i mean this is this is like, like i said in the video this is the same story over and over again the people keep his commandments they keep his torah and they're delivered from everything That's his seal, as we saw in Psalm 91. His truth, his Torah will be our shield and our buckler. And I feel very, very, very confident about it. I really do. I absolutely do. So, uh, a couple things. So, again, if you have some more questions about uh, the image of the beast and possibly the name of the beast, uh, that Antichrist docu- uh, documentary that I shared with you earlier, uh, please check that out for any further study. But uh, I think we'll uh, we'll end with it there. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about is something that Yahuwah is really leading me to right now is the reading of the early church, uh, the early ecclesia, Um The, uh, the Sefer actually has a, a really good book for this. It's called Ha'avot. It's the Fathers. Uh, it's a collection of the early assembly writings. Um, I just read uh, one of them for you recently. Uh, I'll show you that here in a second. But uh, it's got books like the um, uh, Gospel of James, Gospel of Nicodemus, uh, Gospel of Peter, Epistle of Barnabas, the Visions of Hermes, the Commands of Hermes, the Similitudes of Hermes, First Clement to the Corinthians. Uh, a couple more, Polycarp, uh, Ignatius to all the different Ecclesias, uh, the Ascents of Yaakov, which is uh, actually the one I just read, and uh, let me tell you something, you know, for a lot of you that have been have been watching this channel for any length of time you know that a big part of our ministry is bringing back these books that were uh, sealed, hidden uh, put away, uh, on purpose books like Enoch, Jubilees Jasher, to Esdras like we just read a second ago, to 2nd Baruch uh, and so many more, so we realize that there's a lot of books that were left out of the Old Testament, well how much more also from the, the New Testament from, you know, I have to imagine that there was more to Peter than just 1st and 2nd Peter Right? Uh, or more to James than just James. You know, there's, there, I had to, I mean, there's a lot out there. I'm going to be reading books like the Clementine homilies, the Clementine um, uh, recognitions, uh, a lot of the books I just mentioned to you. Uh, I'm going to be reading a lot of these books. Uh, a lot of people have said, you know, oh, don't read them because uh, it puts Paul in a really bad light or whatever. Listen, I'm, I want the truth. I'm here to find the truth. And so. I'm gonna be studying these books, and if you ha- have any desire, I'm gonna show you. Um, hang on, which video I'm talking about? And I also got. If you guys want to stay with me, I have a um, another sample of um, another sample. Um, I have Genesis one for the word audio for you all. Um, I want to play for you, so stick around for just a sec. So here I am on the homepage. Um, right here it's called the ascents of james uh, an early church story uh 36 minutes short read short listen check that out when you get some time um i found a lot um a lot of interesting things in this book uh needless to say so um that's kind of the direction that um i'm kind of heading right now a lot of it's a lot of it's going to be my own personal reading um, I think I might just do readings like this as I feel led maybe in the future. I might be do some line-by-line uh, line studies from them. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, the next thing I just want to remind you guys, we have a major project uh, uh, launching. It's called The Word or The Word Audio. Uh, there is a channel for that. And again, if you want to go to the homepage of my page, you get the recommended list right here. Uh, it's called The Word and uh, we put Genesis Genesis 6 out last week. Um, I haven't uploaded this. Um, I shared it with uh, those of you on Patreon earlier earlier today. And I'm going to share Genesis 1 with you all now just to kind of give you all an idea of what to expect. Uh, long story short, um, this is a massive audio, a dramatized audio Bible project Um that's going to have like ninety five plus books, uh, you know, all the the uh, the books that we're, we're used to now, plus the Dead Sea Scroll stuff, Enoch, Joshua, Jubilees, Two Esdras, all the Apocrypha that was taken out in the eighteen hundreds, um, maybe even the, the twelve patriarchs. Uh, we'll see how far we can get into, but easily a, a five year project. Um, so we're gonna have Genesis out probably within a few weeks, uh, but we have Genesis six out as a sample last week, and I'm about to show you. Um, Uh, Genesis 1 here so I'm gonna give you a moment if I if you can I would put some headphones on uh, so you can get the full experience or or plug in some nice speakers if you're on your TV plug in that little sound bar Um, yeah I I call I call this a vacation for my ears so uh, here's Genesis 1 I hope you all enjoy and uh, we'll come back Juan, we'll we'll pray and then we'll uh, uh, we'll sing together The waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Oops, give me a second, I gotta fix something. Elohim called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And Elohim said, Let the waters under the heavens be given unto one place, Bereshit, Genesis, chapter 1. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Ruach Elohim moved upon the face of the waters, and Elohim said, Let there be light, and there was light. And Elohim saw the light that it was good, and Elohim divided the light from the darkness, and Elohim called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And Elohim said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And Elohim made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And Elohim called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And Elohim said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And Elohim called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called He seas, And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the third day. And Elohim said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for appointed feasts and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And Elohim made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And Elohim set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And Elohim saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And Elohim said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life, and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And Elohim created great sea monsters, every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And Elohim said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And Elohim made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So Elohim created man in his own image, and the image of Elohim created he him. Male and female created he them. And Elohim blessed them. And Elohim said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And Elohim said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you, it shall be for food and to every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. And Elohim saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good in the evening and the morning of the sixth day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. So again, you can stay updated uh, for the release of Genesis, which hopefully with, within weeks. Um, you can go to the YouTube channel, uh, The Word. Again, you can find that by uh, going to my homepage and looking at the recommended channel lists on the right-hand side. Uh, you can subscribe to that and be notified, or you can go to www.thewordaudio.com. You can subscribe so you can get uh, email notifications, uh, so one of two ways. So. Brothers and sisters, I uh, thank you for joining me tonight. I I pray that uh, it was of some use to you. Um, maybe either confirming some things you already knew or maybe give you some new things to consider, take to the Father in prayer. Uh, regardless, I pray that it was a blessing in the Father's eyes uh, that we were able to gather together tonight and to discuss His Word uh, as it relates to the world that we live in now and what's to come. So, brothers and sisters, remember no fear, but fear alone goes to the Most High, Yahweh Sevaot through his son, Yahusha, and by keeping his commandments and walking the walk just as Messiah walked And One last, actually, announcement. Um, Some of you are... um, I had a brother reach out to me. uh, Let me know he was just uh, starting a new business. Uh, But any of you that are... um, uh, considering uh, CBD oil, uh, I actually have a really good testimony with CBD oil. Uh, I had a really bad sciatica in my, you know, lower back, rear end-ish area, and it was terrible. I mean, I would exercise, stretch, you know, do all the stuff, change my diet, everything. Um, it was so painful. Um, but, uh, anyways, taking CBD for I think about two weeks gone and it never came back praise be to ya uh but you know as we just read in, in genesis one um you know he gives us every herb bearing you know seed it should be for uh food that hebrew word is ukla and it's not just literally just eating but you know it's for for use for man's use uh and we know uh, actually in the book of jubilees that all healing medicines are of the the herbs uh, uh, herbs plants you know of the field um but I think you know people are coming around to realizing that uh, you know CBD uh, is a good thing. the The cannabis plant is a uh, it's a gift from Yah. Uh, but you know, that's a whole, we, we don't need to go down that road tonight, but I'm just saying the CBD plant, uh, the, uh, the oil has been a huge benefit of my life in regards to pain, uh, in my body. And so anybody that's uh, considering it, go to Zion's garden, uh, a brother named Kyle Nielsen. He is, uh, one of our brothers. He, he's uh, he frequently, uh, frequently watches and he may even be in the chat now. I don't, I don't even know, but, um, Anyways, just uh, wanted to share this with you guys, uh, and if you do uh, purchase anything there, you can use the code POTV, um, but you know, if you're going to get CBD anyways, might as well get it from a brother, and all this stuff mm-hmm. is all, he grows it himself in his farm, uh, everything's organic and whatnot, so at least you know where it comes from. It comes from another believer. You can help a fellow believer out uh, with uh, his business if you're going to get CBD anyways. So, Otherwise, brothers and sisters, let's uh, gather together in some prayer and uh we'll do the uh priestly blessing and uh we will uh, sing it together with a little bit of song of Moshe I do you believe the song that uh, the 144,000 uh and great multitude will sing but um us bow our hearts heavenly father yahoo most high we just come before you in Yahusha's name we thank you for this time together and uh, we just bless you for the ability to even gather together like this and we pray that uh, uh, you keep this means necessary open uh this means open for us uh, until that very last day when you come to to, to grab us um, Abba, you know we talked about the the beast tonight and his devices. Not to not to to be fearful, uh, but to be aware and to know that you also have a mark that you put on your people. And we pray that we can bear your mark, and that uh, our hearts be um, that you just continue to cultivate our hearts and understanding and belief and to follow you in your ways and for anyone that uh, was listening tonight that has not kept your ways before abba we pray that uh, that their faith be accompanied by obedience which is what you've always wanted we pray that you put it in their heart uh, even if they they fight it even to this very moment abba i pray that you soften their heart to the truth of your word and the goodness and the sweetness uh, of your torah we love you we bless you and we are waiting for you in yahushua's name Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Amen, Amen. Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you will lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Brothers and sisters, hey, Shabbat shalom to you. I pray that you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to do the Song of Moshe. If you want to stick around for a second, I think I might hang out with the chat for like maybe five minutes. We'll take a break and then we have the Torah portion uh, afterwards. So uh, if you're still up and uh, ready to go, we got the, another hour's worth of uh Um, study with uh, together if you'd like. We're going to be doing uh, Torah portion weeks 42 and 43. Going to try to kind of catch up with uh, the rest of the the groups out there. So sorry I've been lagging behind. So we're going to finish up the book of Numbers tonight. We're going to do Numbers uh, chapters 30 through 36 and I hope to see you there. of Moshe. I'll come back. Say hello to the chat for a few minutes and then I'll see you in the Torah portion. Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters.
1: I sing to Yahuwah, for he is highly exalted, The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. YAH is my strength and song, and he has become my deliverance, he is my El, and I praise Him, Elohim of my Father, and I exalt Him. Yahweh is a man of battle, Yahuwah is His name. He has cast Pharaoh's chariots, And his army into the sea And his chosen officers are drowned in the sea of reeds The depths covered them They went down to the bottom like a stone Your right hand, O Yahuwah has become great in power your right hand oh Yahuwah has crushed the enemy and in the greatness of your excellence you pulled down those who rose up against you you sent forth your wrath it consumed them like stubble And with the wind of your nostrils, the waters were heaped up. The floods stood like a wall, the depths became stiff in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I pursue, I overtake, I divide the spoil, my being is satisfied on them. I draw out my sword, My hand destroys.